to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. I am your host, Alicia, and today I am flying solo because Brian is actually super, super sick for this episode. So I thought I would take this opportunity to just have a conversation with you guys one-on-one. So if you're driving, if you're wherever you are right now, just kind of Take this time. This is for you. We're going to just have a conversation about identity. And the reason I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about this is because for a long, long time, this is something that I've struggled with. Like I said, for for a very, very long time was I didn't know who I was. And I really felt like even at different points of my life, at different intervals, I would even go into identity crisis mode because I feel like when you don't know who you are, you become who others say you are. Like I said, because you just, you don't know who you are. And so I really wanted to start there. But before we head into this episode, if you guys wouldn't mind um, heading over to our website, makingbeautywiththeashes.com. We've got lots of stuff there you can check out. Um, my book is there, um, making beauty with the ashes, how God saved my marriage. You can check that out. We also have past, uh, podcasts there. We have articles that we've written and just some other fun ways that you can partner with us if you're interested in that. So let's go ahead and move into today's episode. So when you don't know who you are, like I said, you become who others say you are and whether, you know, you do this consciously or even subconsciously, you know, for a long time, um, in my life growing up, I was kind of coined the term, the mean sister. And this was something that, you know, I've gone through lots of counseling and, you know, this has come up with other counselors that this was a term that was kind of given to me. And what ended up happening is I kind of became the term that was coined to me. And this is always something that you, you know, like if somebody says you're this or you're that, you don't have to do that. But like when you're a child or you're young and this is something that is said to you, you just start to assume that's who you are. And then you start to take on that role and you start to take on those characteristics. And ultimately that's who you become. Until I realized (laughs) through lots of counseling that that actually was not who I am. And um, finding out who you are is key because all of a sudden you can begin to sever those things that were told to you from your true identity, which is not who you really are. And so um, just talking about some different things that can actually change your identity can be like different, different things that happen in your life. You know, say, um, in your childhood, you have a very abusive childhood and they say that, um, these type of, you know, if you're abused as a child, you tend to seek out abusers. Now this isn't always the case, but this tends to be like a trademark where you will seek out an abuser not knowingly, but subconsciously this happens. So moving forward, you, you become the identity because you've been victimized. You become, your identity becomes, I'm a victim. 
And so um, whether you want to be that or not, whether you identify as that, it's like your identity is now fully um, invested in that thing. I am a victim. I have been victimized. I am a victim. And so in every story or every storyline, you know, lo and behold, you turn out to be the victim in each and every situation and scenario. So, and I even found this out for myself later in life. We talk about in our marriage testimony that we've walked through some pretty horrific marriage situations, you know, lots of infidelities, lots of abandonment, lots of rejection, just everything that would cause you to lose yourself. (laughs) That's kind of what was happening. Um, for years and years and years and years. And I got to the point where at the end of it all, I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't know who Alicia even was because I had become this super, super rigid, angry, bitter, resentful person, highly suspicious and very fearful. This is who I had become, but this wasn't who I was made to be. So when God formed me in my mother's womb, those were not the characteristics that he gave me. He gave me characteristics of courage and boldness and tenacity. But what the enemy was trying to do was was to reinforce opposite of everything that God had created in me. So he was... um, creating these scenarios around me and in my life to get me to believe the lie that my identity was fear, that my identity was suspicion, that my identity was pessimist, pessimism, that my identity was in, in all of these things um, that I you know talked about. That's who the enemy was trying to get me to agree with all of those things. So moving forward, like I said, it actually has to be an agreement. The enemy cannot force an identity on you. He can't. (laughs) If you know who you are, you know, deep down, I'm a daughter of God. I was born to do great things. I was born to change the world. I was born to be tenacious and just, you know, all of these amazing things. That's who I was born to be. And you know that deep down. The enemy is going to have a much harder time ripping that out of, you know, kind of like getting you to believe the lie. Now, if you're someone who's maybe come from a little bit of a rocky childhood or maybe like your identity was kind of, um, you know, some different titles were put on you as a child, which if that was you, I just want to say I'm really sorry because a title that is put on you is not who you are. Think of it as like, you know, say you get a new job and they give you, you know, a bat or like a title to put on your shirt and you just pin it on your shirt. When somebody titles you something, it's like it's pinned on your shirt, but it can be easily removed just because someone says, this is who you are. That does not mean that's who you are unless you start to believe it. But even if you start to believe it, you can unbelieve those things. So nothing is final. 
even if you've believed the lie and you feel like it's deeply rooted in deep, you can start today to start unbelieving the lie. But how? How do you do that? With truth. Truth will trump a lie every single time. It just does. It just does. Truth does not change. Truth is the same. And truth is who you are. Truth will tell you who you are and it does not change. So if you want to reclaim your identity and who God says you are, you need to speak the truth over yourself. Every time a lie comes up that starts to tell you, I don't know, maybe a label, say a label comes up. Oh, your mean sister, that label comes up and it tries to pin on you. Well, what is the truth? No, the truth is I'm not a mean sister. The truth is, is that I'm loved. The truth is, is that I'm kind. Those are truths. And so you can battle a lie with truths. And this has to be, you know, sometimes this is something that has to be done over and over and over because, hey, when the enemy baits us with a lie, it usually takes a little bit before it sinks in deep. And it usually is on the piggyback or the heels of something terrible or something traumatic. He, he likes to just tell you a lie, but then create this scenario around you to really make it super believable, like driving at home. He wants to hit a home run. <laughs> when, he, when he's going after your identity, he's looking to hit a home run so that you will fully believe what he says and not what God has spoken over your life. And so if this is you and you're like, I'm listening to this and I feel like through everything that I walk through in my life that I've lost myself. I've lost my identity. I'm in an identity crisis right now. You know, I don't know who I am. You know, all I know is what others tell me I am. Is that who I am? No, <laughs> no. You know, if somebody were to say to me, I've, and I know you guys have heard this before. If I go sit in a garage and say, say I sit in the garage for, you know, two weeks straight, sitting in that garage does not make me a car. It does not make me a car. <laughs> Even if somebody says, Alicia, go sit in that, go sit in that garage because you're now the family car. So if somebody tells me to do that, that does not mean that is truth. Now, if I go in there and I sit and I no longer function in society, I will, I can start to believe I'm a family car, even though I'm literally not, <laughs> I'm literally not that thing. So what we believe is super, super powerful. And the things that we say over ourselves and the things that people say over us can also be equally as powerful if we give them power. So be careful what you listen to. And just because somebody says something about you doesn't mean it's truth. And you can fully reject that thing. You can fully reject what somebody says about you. If you know who you are, this has been a walk of mine that I am, I'm currently still on. I'm still trying to find out who I am, you know, over 12 plus years of, you know, lots and lots of trauma. I'm trying to re-identify with who is Alicia? Who is this girl that has gone through all of this and is still standing? 
who is this person who didn't succumb to everything that was handed to her, but actually rose above it? So even when you go through really, really hard things and hard times, those things, you can actually find out parts about yourself or things about your identity you didn't even know is there. You know, like I never would have known that I could stand through such adversity had I not gone through it. So I've learned so much about myself. And my guess is if you guys have gone through some different struggles in your life, doesn't have to be in your marriage. We all go through different struggles. We go through struggles in relationships, you know, with friends, with family, with coworkers, whoever, you know, cashier at Walmart, we all go through different struggles in life. It's what do we do with those and who do we become in those times through those times and who are we after those times? And so I really hope that you guys, if you're listening to this and you, you know, I remember, you know, I would sit in so many different sermons and I just felt like this lost, sad girl. I would just sit there and think, you know, I'd be in a room full of people and felt like nobody saw me, like nobody heard me. Nobody saw me. And it was just a very, very, very lonely place. But what I didn't realize is that when I stepped back out of that season, and you know, sometimes guys, if you're in a season and you're like, this feels like hell, this is so painful. Everything is falling apart. This literally feels like hell. I just want to encourage you. If you're in that space, don't stop right there. Because if you stop right there, you're literally stopping in the middle of your hell. And why would you want to be there? No, (laughs) nobody wants to be in hell. I think I've said this in another podcast. Nobody wants to stay in a super, super bad situation. So you always have a choice. You may not be able to change the situation that's happening or whatever is going on around you. You may not be able to change that thing, but you don't have to stay there. That is your option. You don't have to stay in the madness. You can choose to come up higher. And I remember one time we were in um, Los Angeles and we were flying out that day coming home. And I just remember it's just a, such a, it was such a dreary day. Like it was so overcast and just super gray and just misting. It was just, I was glad we were leaving on that day because it was pretty bleh. <laughs> it wouldn't have been a good day that you would want to go out venturing. So anyways, so we were, you know, under all of this gray, dark, you know, icky, just icky feeling. We get in the plane and once we get through the clouds up through the clouds on the other side. It is beautiful. The sun is out. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. And I remember when I experienced that, I was like, Oh my gosh, the sun. (laughs) It was, I mean, like you guys are probably like, I know we, we know this Alicia, we know this. (laughs) But for me in that moment, I was like, you know what? I was looking at Brian. I was like, you know what? The sun never stopped shining. It was shining the whole time. There was just clouds that was trying to obscure its presence. 
But once we got through the clouds, you could see that the sun had never left its position and that it was still shining. And so if you're in the middle of a hard place and you feel like you're losing yourself, you feel like you're facing such, you know, an identity crisis, just remember that the sun is still shining. Sometimes it takes getting above the madness, getting above the mess, getting above, and that would be, you know, getting into prayer, getting into God's presence. I feel like those were the times when I was lifted up out of the madness and back into the sunshine where I was able to get his perspective of what was happening. And, you know, every time I would do that, every time I would make the right choice and get above all of the yuck, I never regretted it. And I was always like, oh, why didn't I do this sooner? This is so amazing. It took so much weight off of me. And this was something I would have to do often because like I said, you know, I was still in a bad spot. I couldn't put my head in the sand and go, oh no, everything's perfect. I'm going to pretend like I don't see anything. No, that's ignorant. But what you can do is you can have peace in the storm by rising above it. And I know it sounds cliche, trust me, I've been in so many sermons. I mean, I've been in church since before I can remember, and I probably heard every sermon you can imagine, trust me. And so many of them sounded so cliche. Like, I'm like, well, how do you physically do that? And I want to tell you how you can physically do that, how you can rise above the noise, how you can rise above your circumstance, and how you can actually find peace when there is none around you. And what I do, this is what I personally do when I'm um, really struggling with, you know, inner turmoil is I find some time to get alone with God and I just silence myself. I silence my thoughts because like I hear myself speak all the time. I don't need to keep hearing myself speak. I don't need to hear my thoughts. I will silence myself and I will listen for the inner small voice of God to speak to me. And you guys, this takes practice and it takes intentionality and anyone can do it. And I would sit there in silence. And I remember, you know, before I would get there, I would say, God, I need to hear from you. I don't know who I am. I feel like I'm losing myself. And I remember I would just say, who am I to you? And I would just sit there and wait. And then when I would hear these thoughts come into my mind and start telling me who I am, you're beautiful, you're loved, you're my daughter. I died for you. I would die for you a million times again. When I would hear these things, because, you know, like my identity was shot, guys, my identity was shot. I didn't have good thoughts about myself. And so when I would have all of these amazing thoughts come into my head, at first I would think, oh, that's just me. And I'm like, I don't think good thoughts about myself. Why would I be thinking these thoughts? And that's how I started to learn to discern the voice of God inside myself versus my own thoughts. And so this is something that you can do. This is something anybody can do. And trust me, when you hear 
the Lord speaking to you when you're in a hard place, it gives you so much peace. Let me tell you, so much peace, so much peace. So if you're in a place right now and you're like, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know who I am. I don't know up from down. Like you feel like you're in the ocean and you're swimming one direction, but you don't know if you're swimming up or you're swimming down. You could literally be swimming down to your death. You know, you just, you don't have any idea. You've lost your two, you've lost your two, your true North. And so I would say in this situation that it is so important and so vital to get back to the basics because your father wants to speak to you. He wants to communicate to you about your life, about your situation, but most importantly, he wants to talk to you about you, about you. And so I just really, really want to encourage you guys today that you are more than what you think you are right now. Ask the Lord, like I was saying, get alone with him. Ask him, who am I to you? And trust me, you're going to hear a lot of things come into your mind and you're going to want to doubt it. But I just want to challenge you. Don't doubt what you hear and embrace it and then do it again. And then do it again the next day and the next day. And what this will do, this will build up in you your, it'll build up in you just this, okay, I am hearing you. Actually, God, I think I am hearing you. It's like all of a sudden where before you were not so sure you were doubting and now you're like, I think this is you. I think I'm hearing from the God of the universe. I really think he's speaking to me and he is, and it's not as hard as you think. And so I really just wanted to encourage you guys as you're going through your week, um, whatever is going on in your life, because we've heard from so many different people, so many different families, so many different groups that are just going through some struggles. And I think it's just across the board right now, but even in your struggle, you don't have to lose yourself. You do not, you know, I had to learn this, you know, um, after the fact, but you know what? That's okay. Because I learned some things about myself. I didn't know until later on and I found them out and I'm finding out more stuff about myself all the time. I'm finding out that, you know, I actually really, really, really like who I'm becoming and some may not, and that's okay. Like, Guys, if you just realize that you're not everybody's cup of tea and that's okay, you'll be much happier. Not, not every, I remember I used to just have this thing, like I wanted everybody to like me and I'm okay with that. Like God has so removed that from me now, man, did that set me free realizing that I am not everybody's cup of tea and that is okay. Okay, and that actually says nothing about myself. So that was super, super freeing for me. So, anyways, I just really hope that this has helped and encouraged you guys to dig deeper. If you don't like who you are, find out who you really are. Because my guess is that somewhere down the line, you believe something or picked something up, maybe a label that wasn't for you, that somebody put on you. Labels can be removed. Wrong identities can be unlearned 
it's not final. Like guys just know that if you're like, I don't even like who I am. I snap all the time. I'm short, you know, I'm short tempered. Like I don't even like this person. Go on a journey and find out who you are. And my guess is as you're going along and you're talking with God and he's just reinforcing in you who you are, you are going to love who you are becoming in that season. And Hey, I don't, I don't regret anything. I really don't. So many things that I've walked through in my life really just helped make who I make me, who I am. And some things were hard. Some things were amazing. Both are okay. (laughs) You just have to be okay with that, that bad things happen. Good things happen. And you can find out who you are through both and both are okay. So I just really want to thank you guys for tuning in. Please like, share, rate, review. Check out our website, makingbeautywiththeashes.com. And until next time, we bless you.